I believe in the good things coming, 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 coming. I believe in the good things coming, 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 coming. Out of darkness, light are pumping, 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 pumping. Into white light, all things running, running, running. running. Welcome to Waking with Oria. I'm Oria, and I'm here to support you and guide you in the journey back to your heart, back home, back to full expression. Sometimes it feels like a new experience, a completely new experience of being yourself fully or being yourself more fully than you have been. And yet at the core of it, at the nature of life and reality itself, it is a coming back. Our function as a human, our function as a being, has so much magic and miracle, has so much vastness of the mystery and the unknown that it is ultimately about remembering, remembering who and what we are, who and what you are. Today, I'd like to remind you to discuss, to share, to express, to take a moment, to take many moments, to take a few moments, to be yourself fully. Mindfulness, prayer, meditation, presence, these are all words, reminders, signposts. To evoke the expression, the desire, the feeling, the reverence, the deep relationship you can and have with yourself, with a deeper part of yourself, with a part of you that wakes you up every morning, the part of you that is waking up into consciousness, that deeper essence of yours that decided to come here, the inherent magic of life that brought you here. To take a step back, to take a step forward, to be able to move aside, to step aside from your mind stream, not to jump from thought to thought, and to be here and to allow life itself to flow through you, life itself to guide you. Ah. Welcome back. The journey home can seem like a long, tumultuous home, and yet it can take a moment, it can take a second, just to acknowledge that you are so much bigger you are so much more magical and powerful than you think. Your thoughts are merely an expression of life. Your mind is being used by life. Your mind is an expression of life to calculate, to separate, to compute. Your mind is one aspect of your life. It's an amazing aspect. It's a great gift. Everything, everything gets filtered, 
through the mind. And yet, there is so much more. There is your actual body that senses and feels so much. You have spirit itself, spirit herself, that is always coursing and running through you, even after you die. It is the thing that brings you here. It's what you come back to. And of course, that life intelligence, which we feel and call heart. We can feel it. We know it. We know it when we are in love. We know it when we are in connection with someone else. We know it when we feel that deep longing for life itself. Taking a step back. That's what mindfulness, presence, meditation, prayer is all about. In different ways. Prayer is the practice of acknowledging a higher power. Acknowledging a life force that's beyond your imagination, beyond your thinking. So it is a good practice, depending where you learn it, to ask, to pray, to listen, to be able to say thank you to life that is bringing you here second by second, moment by moment, day after day. Meditation is the practice of quieting down your mind, being present to the thoughts so you're not being dragged around by them. So many different practices, so many different methods, and yet it all leads to that space of stillness, that space of emptiness so you can realize that you are not your mind and yet you have one mindfulness it's doing everything with presence mindfulness is the practice of pausing and doing everything fully and completely you talk about the zen monks who would do everything fully make a cup of tea as if it's the only thing they are doing. Sweep the floor with mindfulness. Take the stairs with mindfulness. So I'm here to show you and remind you and guide you that all of these things, it's really all for the same purpose, for the same reason, for the same journey home. It's for you to cultivate a relationship a deeper feeling, a deeper essence that exists between you and your greater self, between you and your higher self, between you and life. Life has a relationship with you. Life has continuously having a relationship with you through your expression, through your feelings, through your emotions. Isn't it time for you to cultivate a relationship with life? Isn't it time to know how to dance with life? How to be danced by life? It's already happening. You may as well take a step back, take a step forward. Either way, realize 
that you're not the only thing here, that you're merely a miracle, a magic, a blip on the screen of life, and yet for you, you are life. You are life in the totality of your experience. Life is expressing itself through you and with you. So this winter, our work, this winter our work together is to individually and collectively cultivate a deeper relationship with that magic, a deeper relationship with the miracle that you are. Many ways to do it, and I'm here to encourage you to explore yours. Many paths lead to the same space. And that space, which some find in prayer, some find in meditation, some find in mindfulness, some call it presence, whatever it may be. That space where you feel loved, where you feel cared for, where you feel supported. That space where you know that everything I do has meaning. Everything you do is purposeful. Knowing that my smile is my purpose. Your joy is your purpose. The feeling of a spirited heart. The bliss of being alive. The deep, humbling gratitude coursing through your body. Your own sanctuary of magic unfolding moment by moment. You are here to surrender to yourself. I'm here to surrender to life itself. It takes practice. It takes commitment. But the results are nothing short of magic. What happens when you commit to have a deeper relationship with yourself, with life. What happens when you create a structure for you to check in with yourself, to check in with life? Again, it's nothing short of magic. Unfolding miracles live day by day, moment by moment. And the greatest gift is your ability to notice them, to enjoy them, to observe and fully immerse yourself in what happens to you, what's happening with you. You take full responsibility for your life because you can see the direct correlation between your imagination, your heart, and your actions, and your ability to allow, your ability to allow for life to come back to you, not to push so much, not to force so much. Anxiety is the fear that you're not in control. Well, you're not. Waking, coming into consciousness, is knowing what you do have the ability to navigate. Navigating your thoughts, navigating your emotions, navigating your fears, 
and navigating your imagination, being a conscious co-creator, a conscious dancer in your life. That's the greatest gift of being awake. That's the greatest gift of being alive. Hmm. Commit this winter. This is the time when it's cold and it's quiet and stillness is apparent in the air. Stillness is not just something inside, it's also something outside. That is the best time for you to commit to having and cultivating a deeper, more profound dance between you and life. Slower, with more time, with more space, more gratitude, more appreciation, reverence. I love that word, reverence. Having reverence for yourself. Cultivating reverence for yourself. Seeing yourself as the magical, holy, sacred human being that you are. And treating yourself like a gem, like an angel, like a child of God, child of the universe, a precious flower in this garden of life. We'll be back. In the moon of the budding trees, I was gifted new eyes to see all of the shifting shape and ways you can be. Wake the dreams into realities. Wake the dreams into realities. Sunset diamonds trickle down our cheeks. The language of no words is how we speak. You now trust yourself. You now trust yourself. Imagine you actually trust yourself fully. Imagine that you knew that you love change. You love change. You look forward to change. You embrace change. You're excited about change. What would that take? Again, that's about cultivating a deeper relationship with yourself. Cultivating a deeper relationship with life again. Knowing that change is the only truth. Change is what life is. Life is that dance between the opposite and complementary. Life is that dance of yin and yang, masculine and feminine, push and pull. Just be quiet for a minute and listen to your heartbeat. The contraction and the expansion, the contraction and the expansion. Every day, you see the sun moving. Every night, you know you are coming towards the day. Our entire life is coming towards death. And death itself is coming towards another life. Change is all there is, and yet we try so hard to control everything. We try so hard to create structures that would provide a safety against change. What if you loved change? 
What if you looked forward to it? I have a son who's two and a half years old almost, and he thrives on change. He looks forward to every day being a new, exciting day. He doesn't want to know what's coming next. He just loves knowing that every day is a new adventure. You and I are no different. You and I are born every day to infinite possibilities. Every day, anything can happen. Anything can happen. The difference is, and the quality of your life is how you embrace change and look forward to change. How you imagine your life as infinite possibilities, or are you trying to just make sure only one out of ten things can happen? You now trust yourself. You now love change. I create structure for change. I create safety within myself for change. I now realize deeply that I am a miracle. I am a gift. You now realize that you are a gift. You are a miracle, ever-changing. You now cultivate reverence for yourself. Continuous reverence for your own unfolding. That takes a little bit of commitment and a little bit of structure. Just to be able to check in. Just to be able to check in on your own dialogue. What do you tell yourself? How do you speak to yourself? What do you believe about yourself? That's why journaling is such a good idea. Writing is such a great gift. Mostly so you see, so you are aware of what it is that you think about yourself. What do you believe about yourself? Even better, taking the time to write your life as you want it to be. Write your experiences as you wish for them to be true. And guess what? That's the first part of creation, the imagination, the putting it out there, the put, writing it down. I am cultivating and developing a deeper and more profound relationship with myself and life. I'm cultivating and developing a deeper and profound relationship with myself and life. That is something I wrote down this morning. It's easy to do. It's exciting to do. To take a little space, to take a few minutes, and just write yourself what it is that you are wanting to develop and cultivate in your life. Self-talk, the inner dialogue, which you believe and talk to yourself about has so much to do with the unfolding of your life that taking a few minutes, taking as long as it takes, as a matter of fact, and writing it down and reading it to yourself and sharing it with yourself and proclaiming it and claiming it to be true will be the difference between a life that you wish for and a life that you are experiencing 
and I know that to be true for myself. While I may sound very confident or like I know what I'm doing or talking about now, it all comes and it all came from me taking the time to examine the dialogue, to examine the self-talk that's going on within myself and slowly rewrite that. Literally sometimes with a pen and paper, writing down writing down a new story for myself, a new belief system, new ideas, new self-talk statements, dialogues, whatever they may be, that I would read to myself every day sometimes, for months, until it felt second nature, and until it became a reality. So much of who I am and what I do wasn't natural for me five years ago, definitely not ten years ago. It was work and still is work to pay attention and rewrite those things. I handle anything that comes up in the moment. You handle anything that comes your way gracefully and elegantly. Just imagine that. Imagine knowing that. This is something I wrote down. This is something you can write down. I handle Anything that comes my way, in the moment, gracefully, gently. Imagine knowing that. Imagine feeling that in your bones, in your heart. How much more relaxed would you be? How much more courage would you have if you didn't have to plan everything? If you really knew that you can and you will handle anything that comes your way. Simple and so true. As a matter of fact, we really do handle anything that comes our way. The question, how do you handle it? If you try to prepare and over-prepare, then you're constantly in a state of anxiety and chaos. And if you're not, you're fooling yourself because the moment you're worse case scenario does happen you feel so out of it and you, you're in such a state of fear that it takes out all of the possibility for magic and creation and love you're much better off knowing that you can handle anything that comes your way instead of preparing and over preparing for everything these are more examples of me cultivating and encouraging you to cultivate that relationship, that profound state where you are talking to your higher self, you're communicating with your life force. Some call it God, some call it the universe, whatever it may be, it's true, it's real. There is a higher intelligence that brought us here, that's existing. It doesn't mean it has more power than you, that you have to worship and that you have to follow certain rules. It's just the acknowledgement that you are life, but not all of life. That you are power, but not all of it. I now realize that my being here is valuable. You are radiating truth. You are great at making good decisions. 
you make good decisions. This is something that I would like to tell my son over and over again. Imagine him growing up knowing that he makes good decisions. I'm grounded in my heart. You are grounded in your heart. You're specific with your desires and you know what you want. You're specific with your dreams and you now know what you want. Five years ago, writing this down would cause me chaos because it's so scary. I don't know what I want. But the truth is, I had to write this down and read it to myself and believe in it before it became true. I'm specific with my desires and I know what I want. And here's the best one for me, which has been the secret sauce in my life. Truthfully, I now take action as if the reality I want is already true. Let that one sink in and write it down. I now take action as if the reality I want is already true. That has been the foundation for the magic, miracles, and manifestation happening in my life. That statement by itself, that truth all on its own, has been the single most powerful belief system. And pay attention, it's more than a belief. I actually follow through. I do take action as if the reality I want and wish for is already true. Now you know that intellectually, but I'm telling you as your friend, as a guide, as a teacher, as a lover, as a human, it is the most magical, wonderful truth you can embrace and act upon. We'll be back in a few minutes. Here it is again. I now take action as if the reality I want is already true. And we don't know where to begin, don't know how to fit in, caught in between the lines, fighting this world from inside, can't go back, we're on a one-way track, it's been a million miles gone, is it taking us to where we I just found the, the few statements that I wrote 10 years ago, about 10 years ago that I would read to myself in the morning. So I'm just going to read a few of them, then I'll tell you more. Each and every day that goes by, I choose to act as if what I want is not only possible, it is unfolding in the moment. As I now act as if, all of my greatest desires are happening, I find the evidence around me to support that. I realize that self-mastery is the ability to be passionate, and every day I choose to be passionate about my relationships, my inspiration, and about my spiritual wealth. That was from 10 years ago. I have a whole thing. I, I just found it uh, during the break. Uh, 
So I'm going to delve into that over the next uh, who knows how long. But I'm, 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 I myself have been looking to see what have been my greatest tools and resources that have allowed me and have supported me to be where I am right now. Because what I've come to realize at the beginning of this year is that in so many ways, I really am living my dream. I really am. It was just less than four years ago that I was in a nine to five, truly loathing it, and not happy and complaining and waiting for the time to pass. Yes, I have found some peace. And I delivered a lot of value towards the end of my job because I was already involved in this work that we are all doing together. And yet most or the majority of my professional life before stepping into this role, I was miserable, truly, truly miserable on a day-to-day basis. So as I now take stock and I look at my life and I look how I have basically reversed my life where I was mostly miserable, working nine to five and wishing about a life that I want to have. I am now working mostly on weekends where my nine to five hours are available to me to be a father, to be a partner, to be a teacher and to have unstructured space to have space for me to be creative. What has gotten me here? Because the work that we do together is merely one petal in this unfoldment of life. The work that we do together is one petal in the flower of life. And while It is magnificent, magical, and marvelous. There is so much work in between our sessions. There is so much embrace and action and spaciousness that is required in order for you to truly live the life that you want. We've talked about it before, and we know that the foundation of our work together is presence and self-love. The foundation of our work together is remembering that we are good by default and the experience of joy and bliss, the experience of loving ourselves and loving our community and being happy in this life. In some ways, it's the beginning and the end. And yet, we are such creative beings. We're here to create things together to be engaged together creative engagement of presence that's what power is power is the expression of creative engagements the expression of creative engagements how do we engage together how do we create together that's what this work that we're doing is all about it's merely a foundation. It's a kickstart. It is the dance floor. And yet, 
we're here to do so much more, or shall I say, be so much. But I don't want to hide behind just being. I don't want to hide behind inaction, although it is so important at first to realize that the doing means nothing without a purpose, that the action means nothing without the vision. And yet, we are the generation to be able to bridge, to bridge technology and spirituality, to bridge the inner world and the outer world, to bridge spirituality and science. And yet, it is all the same. It really, really is. So I've been taking stock. I've been looking at what has been my guides and tools and resources. And I can truthfully tell you right here, right now, that examining my self-talk and changing the way I talk to myself is the single most responsible most powerful, most truthful action or change and change that has made the biggest difference in my life. The way I talk to myself, what I believe about myself, and some of that has been done in meditation. Some of that has been done just by listening and paying attention and cultivating presence and cultivating mindfulness praying, asking for what I want. And so much of it has also been me writing these things down, reading them to myself out loud on a daily basis for years. Not every day, not all the time, but consistently enough where it became true. Each and every day that goes by, I choose to act as if what I want is not only possible, it is unfolding in the moment. As I now act as if all of my greatest desires are happening, I find the evidence around me to support that. I've been reading that 10 years ago. And what I'm here to tell you, my fellow humans, my friends, community members, that we have the greatest foundation, the greatest space, to kickstart all of our dreams and all of our greatest fantasies because we get to experience love together. We get to experience self-love together. And now, all of these tools and resources that are available to us, they can make so much more of a difference. They're so much more real. Just going back to the stuff that you have been exposed to, going back to a lot of the things that have inspired you. And now, once again, reread them or apply them in your life and see how much of a difference it will make. Self-talk. Inner talk. Presence. Mindfulness. Meditation. Prayer. It's all about that. It's cultivating that space. It's cultivating that relationship. It's cultivating that dialogue, what you tell to other people about you and feel it to be true, not faking it. Act as if what you want is already true. 
taking action as if the reality you want is already true, it works when you believe it. And while at the beginning it may feel like fake, you will not say it or do it consistently unless it becomes true for you. So don't worry. You're not going to do it unless it's real for you. And because you have done the work, because you have felt your heart, you know you're good enough. You may be battling with your patterns. You may have so much doubt that keeps coming up. But know that your doubt is nothing more than fear of rejection. Your doubt is your ego fearing rejection. Experiencing doubt is just you being afraid that you're not good enough to have what it is that you want. It sounds simple, and yet it is. So embrace the doubt and negate it with self-love. Embrace the doubt and write new scripts for yourself. Embrace your fear of rejection and cultivate a new practice where you put yourself in front of people, you share things, and you stay present with your fear of rejection. I come here with excitement and nervousness every time. There's a part of me that when I walk into this studio, I want the hour to be over before it even starts. It's true for me every time. As a matter of fact, many times I have the same feeling before a ceremony, before a weekend. Even though it is my dream, even though I completely know my value, driving over, going over, there's a part of me that wants it all to be done with already. Why? Fear of rejection, fear of failure. It's so ingrained, it's so embedded that it's taking a time. And guess what? It's fine. I'm able to share that with you. I'm able to use that as a tool. I'm turning or transforming my fears, my doubts, my struggle into my art. I'm able to tell you I'm definitely not better than you. I'm definitely not more gifted or talented than you. I am with you and just like you. And there's certain work and there's certain patterns that I am working on and overcoming and that are true for me that I'm here to share with you. And that truth about self-talk and the truth about embracing your fear of rejection because what you really want is to shine. What you're really afraid of is what would life be like when peace is your new default? We'll be back. So tap me out and tap me into you. Heal my brain and my body too. Balance my chemistry. Hydrate these cells cause the body talks and meditation helps. The body talks and meditation helps. So, what do you say? Are you committed to your to examining and rewriting your self-talk? To really take the time and write one paragraph 
about your life and who you are as you want it to be. And just read it in the morning. You know, visualization boards and what do you call them? Whatever they are. Vision boards. They're all very important because they trigger this emotional state. They trigger the space in you of what you see is possible is becoming true. But there is something about the talk. There's something about the statements. There's something about you telling yourself certain things or recording it and listening to it. And I have been playing with the idea of doing it for you, for the community. Writing certain things, knowing certain proclamations and statements and beliefs and ideas that we are learning in the community and recording them and offering them to you for you to listen to and strengthen these beliefs and these ideas about yourself that we are learning in community. Because I know they have made such a big difference to me. And if you think I sat there and I listened to them religiously every day for years, you're wrong. I wish. But I've listened to them enough times to know that they've made such an impact in my life that I'm committed to making that resource available to you. I'm committed to providing you examples and encouraging you to do so because the way you talk to yourself, the what you believe about yourself takes practice and it has so much correlation and value to the unfolding of your life that I don't want to pretend like, you know, it's just something on the sideline. It's, it, it's merely motivational or it helps. No, it's it. It is, it is, it is the secret sauce. It's the, the talk, the self-talk, the inner, inner dialogue is so important. I've also been enjoying getting questions from you guys. And I'd like to start dedicating parts of the show to answering your questions. So I really, really appreciate it when you send me questions. And as always, feel free to send them to my email address. And if you do not know it, it is ask at aurea.com. Again, send your questions anytime, ask at aurea.com. And I will dedicate a segment every show to answer them. And perhaps at some point, people will also come on live because these shows are recorded live. And guess what? I don't really tell people about them. I know I don't. Sam Libowitz does every week. He's the one who goes on Facebook. Now, why do you think I don't go on Facebook? Why do you think I don't tell the world about this weekly show that I do? Is it some mysterious, magical reason? Nope. Is it because I'm lazy? Nope. I'll tell you why it is. It is pure fear of rejection. Simple. I know it to be true. I just do. I know that I kind of put a blind eye to it right now because I'm not comfortable enough yet to go out and be excited and passionate about letting you know to listen to my show, to call in when it's live, to make it more engaging because of the phone calls. And yet, 
guess what? It only occurred to me that it is the fear of rejection when I did my own personal checking a few days ago, when I took my own time and examined what it is in my life that's going on. What is my self-talk? So, all of that to say, some of the questions I'm getting. So, this one is about what do what to do about being too much in my heart what to do about being too much in my heart it's a problem for me i think i'm working and i'm processing to get stronger and stronger and yet i feel like i'm too much in my heart and i keep drowning in it so that's a great question and I know, I know that it can be true, especially in the beginning of doing this work. There is another question that is similar. is, Do I have to be careful about my personal family relationships that may feel left out by my ecstatic state of happiness? So, different interpretations of the same challenge. Too much in my heart. I seem too happy for other people. What do I do? Well, realize that you are the change that is needed in the world. You're a pioneer. We are the pioneers in this evolution. Meaning, we are making decisions and we are operating in our life from a place of inclusivity, from a place of allowing and embracing. We are open we are cooperative. We're not competitive. And it is strange. Not only strange for most people, most of us have been taught to be careful from being in our heart, to be careful from being all-inclusive because someone would take advantage of us. So it's important to really pay attention and know that these fears, these places in you that come up are old patterns that feel like you may get taken advantage of or when other people fight you back because you're too nice or too soft and too much in your heart. It's their fear of being taken advantage of and it's such a primal fear to be taken advantage of, to be made fun of, that you will experience a lot of resistance when you seem to be, you know, the person that's in their heart, the person that's happy and joyful. People are going to look to find and poke holes in your bubble. People are going to look to prove you wrong because they don't want to be in a place where they would feel like they're being taken advantage of. So... Knowing that and embracing that you're a pioneer, knowing that now that you have ex known or that you know and you experience that your natural default place is love, is bliss, is happiness. Not all the time, but you know it's natural. That you're going to have a lot of your body and your own consciousness and physical experiences have to catch up to their truth. And other people, you'll just have to be patient with them. So maybe, I'm not going to say tone it down, because it's not the thing to do, 
but just be sensitive to yourself in the process. If you can handle it, if you can handle yourself being in your heart, being that joyful, blissful person, then do whatever you can. If it still bothers you, if, other, if, you, if you can tell that it's making other people uncomfortable, perhaps it is time for you to work on your self-talk and rewrite the story about what it means to you to be in your heart, what it means to you to be ecstatic and happy more often. Realize that you are safe in it. Realize that you can trust yourself, that you can trust life, and that you're ultimately, ultimately embracing your pioneering self. You're embracing the fact that you are at the forefront of evolution. And the only thing you really want to do about it is stay humble, stay grateful. Because your ability to experience life, your ability to embrace everyone and yourself within it is the greatest gift and the greatest expression that life is bringing through you. We'll be back next week